the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I know everything's been crazy for you, but like it's the big day tomorrow. Like, so how does that even feel? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it feels like it's come around so quickly and so slowly, and it's been like mayhem. <laughs> but I'm really excited for people just to finally see it. That's good. How, what was your thoughts when you first saw the trailer? When I first saw the trailer, I thought, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so cool. It's really beautiful. And I knew it would be because um, Sean Francis is a wizard. And um, the glam team, like Cleo's glam team and the art designer and everybody, the director, everybody's work was just so on point in Morocco. But I think when you when you see it all put together like that, it's just like mind blowing. No, yeah, I I know it's been causing noise and everything, but like, what was like your first reaction when you knew you were going to start playing uh, Cleopatra in this docu series? When I first found out, um, it I was elated, but I was so um shocked. I think it's it's really hard to get your head around it, you know. Um, the the weight of of stepping into those shoes of all the historical people of all the real people who really lived that you could step into the shoes of she's like the most iconic right um but yeah it was to be honest though I didn't have a lot of time between finding out and then going and shooting so there wasn't a lot of time to be like really overwhelmed by it it just it was like okay let's get to work did you like like I know like what does like Cleopatra mean to you personally what does it mean to me? Gosh, um, I think she means to me strength, like like nothing I've ever seen before, <laughs> like nothing I've ever experienced or understood to come to understand before. Um, she's very much like divine female energy and empowerment, um, but also it's like the fullness and the. F- it, it with regards to how awesome she was but also how flawed she was like she's just as human as all of us and um and that's what I really hope that people can kind of see in what we've created but yeah it's she's she's so iconic but she's also just a human being and I think that's the big thing for me that's cool that's, that's good uh for what like I want to know like because just told me conversations around everything is there like a certain moment that you're like uh, in a docu-series that you're like really excited for people to see is there like a certain scene or part in there that you're like man I can't wait to people to see this um the coronation is epic it's so cool and it's like one of the it's like a real family affair right so it's like one of the only times that um we were all together shooting together so I think I'm just super excited for people to <laughs> to just see us all together uh this big beautiful set um but kind of, it's it's hard to pick out like a single scene or moment because there was so epic things that happened in life, like the first 
um me as Cleopatra uh and I love that it's a bit there's a little bit of it actually in the trailer where um the line is um there's no uh, Rome without Egypt um and that's from that scene that banquet scene and that scene was so fun to shoot um so yeah there's loads loads of death loads of birth <laughs> no I I I I okay I really want to know like I know you just like so many just lawsuits and crazy things. Like, how have you handled this? I know you've been must been getting crazy messages and everything. Like, how have you handled all this? Yeah, the messages have been um, difficult. I think uh, you know, it's not. I, I think it's. let alone the scale of of what I've been receiving. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately... that I am healthy, that I've got a really good support system. Um, it's made me feel really self-assured I've done my research you know we did our research it's a docudrama for goodness sake um so I don't really feel the need to like defend the show anymore but yeah the messages it's a lot and your world gets very small when people troll you like that but I think you know yoga mindfulness good people good food those are the things that have been keeping me going what like what is something that people are gonna be like? What's something that's commonly misunderstood about Cleopatra? That she's not this like overly sexualized, just like idea of a person. I think, um, and also like she's very much been portrayed over time from a male gaze, white male gaze at that, um, and so I think, I think the thing that people overlook is that she was incredibly intelligent she's a scholar she spoke nine languages um I think they say between five and nine languages um she was a scientist she was an incredible politician and strategist um she had four children I didn't realize she had four children um and one of her the, the only surviving daughter that she had went on to marry an African king um so there's so I think there's so many beautiful nuances about who she was as a person, but also about her legacy that people just have no idea about that they're they're about to learn. <laughs> what do you uh, what do you have a, uh what do you your your opinion about like because now it seems like people are mad about like uh Cleopatra being blackwashed, but like in historical time, like Hollywood has whitewashed like a lot of Egyptian um historical figures. So like what's your opinion about that? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but like you're frozen like this. Okay, okay. now you're back. You're back. Sorry. All right, cool. <laughs> My bad. No, you are good at, for me. I said, what's your like opinion about people? Like, there's like a lot of like same people are saying uh Cleopatra is being blackwashed, but like in like Hollywood has historically like whitewashed Egyptian historical care uh, historical figures. Like, what is your opinion about that? I just think, well, firstly, blackwashing isn't a thing, is it? It's no, just yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. 
Um, I just think, you know, it's really sad to me the extent to which people want to, and it's not just Egyptians and it's not all Egyptians, but people want to colonize and um, remove and it's just upsetting i find it i find it sad that people are are either so self-loathing or so threatened by blackness that they they feel the need to to do that to separate um egypt from from the rest of the continent and you know i just think it's even more important that we're telling this story the way that we are because actually we don't know it's a big question mark was she mixed race was she not she wasn't black we know that but she might have been part black absolutely there's that's um absolutely with the confines of 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 you know within the realm of of possibility um based on the academic research so you know if people don't want to engage with that that you know research the expert research that's not really a me problem that's kind of a them problem you know <laughs> i can't we've done our research it's out there i know like there's i know there's been like a lot of um criticism and everything but there's also i've seen people like that came out and said they like loved the trailer from the uh, what netflix released have you got like any like support from that like from fans or anything yeah absolutely someone's made a lovely fan page called queen cleopatra netflix and it's so cute they're like reposting all our posts about it and they sent me some really nice messages i'm getting messages from all over the world some people in egypt some uh, someone in ukraine has been messaging with some people in france it just came out in vogue germany today um it's amazing like the international support for this show and actually the amount of people that i've seen in just in real life like similar features um so I would say overwhelmingly the the response has been positive but you know the negative people they're loud right um they make themselves loud and so if you're no if you're not looking in the right places it might feel like that's all there is but there is there's so much positivity what is like what's something do you love and dislike about Cleopatra something I dislike about Cleopatra <laughs> that she like murdered all of Emily <laughs> not a big fan of that um yeah I mean that was kind of the Ptolemaic way really they just they just killed each other um in order to eliminate threats um of of being killed so it was, it was really kill or be killed but you know the empath in me is not a big fan of the murder um but what do I what's something I like about her um I think her mind her ability to strategize think on her feet um her intelligence her she was known for being a, a wonderful speaker um and I feel like maybe if she hadn't have been <laughs> if she was born like in these times maybe she would have been like an actress or um or someone who uses their voice for good, like an activist or something. Okay, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. I, I know nothing. I go in this, go in this, like I don't know nothing at all. So I'm like, okay, let me just go in there. So I'm excited to see it. Oh, uh, but did you have any concerns when you first, like, even like went out for the role? Not concerns, but I was aware definitely that 
what was happening was going to ruffle some feathers for sure. I mean, you know, we weren't born yesterday and I've been brown all my life. So, <laughs> um, but no, no concerns. If anything, it emboldened me to want to do it more, especially because it's a docudrama and there's that historical research to support the casting and everything. Um, but no, I've, I've, I've only ever been just over the moon about this opportunity. I know, like, I know you just said you didn't have much time from, like, when you first found out to, like, shooting, but it, what, how did you even get preparation for the role? Like, did you go, like, and look up stuff about Cleopatra? Like, I know it, it's acting like you had to do a whole lot of things just to even get into character. So what, <laughs> yeah. what, did, you, what, what did you even do for this? <laughs> so for this role, um, <laughs> to be honest, like, I literally found out, like, two days before I had to fly. So I felt like I was, like the whole time I mean obviously I was learning as much as I could and and really trying to like center and ground myself as much as I could but the experience of leading a show and keeping it moving and and thinking on your feet and that I feel actually really supported a lot of the scenes that I was doing and the, the the headspace that she might well have been in herself like trying to keep everything together and keep everybody on side and you know strategize and keep it moving and be the face of everything um so that was really helpful but the script itself you know there are experts that um are littered throughout the season um who are talking about Cleopatra's life from from the research that they've done that was also in the script so that was really helpful um and I listened to a really great audiobook called Cleopatra which is written by a woman um and it's about Cleopatra but from a woman's perspective and so it's really it that was um, a godsend while I was on the plane and um getting my COVID um kind of checks and stuff before I even got on the plane uh and actually throughout the whole shoot I was listening to that as we went along Okay, that's good. I know Jada's a part of this uh, she's an executive producer of the project did you have a chance to talk to her at all about this? no we didn't we didn't have any direct contact but to my knowledge she was very involved in the casting process and and obviously she narrates the show as well um which is so like mind-boggling and wild to me (laughs) that she that she um that she's looked at my face and spoken over it like that's crazy (laughs) uh and there was a lot of feedback from LA and from London as well uh while we were in Morocco shooting so we'd film something the rushes would get sent off and then we'd get feedback on that as we were going along oh that's nice okay but uh what's like what has been like is this like your biggest obstacle in your career so far biggest obstacle yeah for you um, how do you mean with regards to like the way that people have responded? Yeah, just like I know like some actors you just go in there, you do your project and then there hasn't even been like it's been I feel like there's been way more criticism before people have actually got to see it. Yeah, it's haven't been out yet. So it's like, damn, you're going to this the days tomorrow and like nobody has seen it yet, but it seems like everybody's bashing it. So is this like a <laughs> yeah. big is, is it the biggest obstacle for you? Yeah, it's well two things because I think you know if it was absolutely like there was a lot of people saying very horrible things but it definitely wasn't everyone and I think that's so important to remember you know like in the grand scheme of things there was some people who kind of lost their mind over it but there was a lot of really positive responses immediately as well and there has been and it's and it's remained it's consistent people are so excited I'm getting messages all the time um but this is the most uh this is 
the biggest thing I've had to deal with in the public sphere. So it's the the most I've had to navigate personally as an actress. Um, this has definitely elevated my profile considerably um, on an international scale. Um, the biggest job I had done before this was a television program here in the UK um, that doesn't, it does kind of um, have repeats in other parts of Europe, but like several years down the line in the UK it's big but outside of the UK it's not as big right so this is like an, a whole other scale of of um of a of, yeah it's a different scale of a project for me but I wouldn't I would say it's not wholly negative and um and actually as time has gone on those voices have gone quieter and quieter Okay, that's that's good to hear. Cause I know I I, I know you're talking about like even I feel like didn't the Egyptian government come out and speak about this? Yeah, I know I shouldn't laugh, but it's quite funny. I think it's quite funny. But it, the the level of threat that you must feel, just on my skin tone, to to file a lawsuit against an entire streaming service. That to me is. It's, it's really extreme. It's a really extreme reaction. And, and it's 100% fundamentally rooted in racism, which is a very modern ideology. The ancient Egyptians, they don't think about race the way that we do, because race really has only been contextualized, as we understand it, since the transatlantic slave trade. It just doesn't, that's just not how people thought back then, right? Um, so it's, it's, it's really bizarre, but to me, it's again, it's just, I find it very sad. I feel sad for them. So, like, for the people that like are angry or have negative content or negative like comments saying, like, what do you hope to they gain from the film or gain from watching this docuseries? Well, if they watch it, if they give us some hate views, I hope that they will understand that it's a debate. It's a conversation. It's not a definitive answer, um, and that actually the the research on it is really interesting, um, and the people that are talking about it are really really interesting. But really, I hope that they discover, and I think they will discover quite quickly, that um, the series is about so much more than that. You know, Cleopatra is no more reduced to what her heritage may or may not have been than I am or any of us. We are all full human beings, and she was a full human being. She was a person. Um, and that's what this is about. Okay. Um, moving on from Cleopatra, I know there's a lot of things going on. I know you have your own podcast as well. I do. <laughs> I saw, I saw. <laughs> so, like, can you tell us, like, what's that about, just for people that don't know? Yeah, so I started a podcast after I came off of my last job, um, uh, my last big TV job, I should say, um, which was designed to be a kind of journal-like memoir, I guess, of the real-time reality of being a working actor, successful actor, in quotation marks, because that means something different to everybody. And so I used to speak weekly um, just about what was going on, how I was navigating life, um, to offer some solidarity to other actors, because... I think we look at social media and we think we understand people and we think we get their life and we think, you know, oh, things are going so well for Adele because she's been doing this TV show and she'll be working on something else next. And da, da, da. I don't work for 10 months between uh, Casualty, which was the show that I um, 
my last big TV show, um, job and then Cleopatra. Um, and that was a year ago now, you know, that I did Cleopatra. So I've done some other bits since then, but people think they understand, but they they don't really. And so I just wanted to kind of wipe away the social media surface via this podcast. But then I started bringing on other friends of mine in the industry, other actors, and they talk about their experiences as well. Have you been thinking about dropping an episode? Could I, I mean, like during this time? Because like, it would be oh, like yeah, a... Yeah. Oh, so you're going to drop one soon? Definitely, yeah. Okay. I've just kind of, to be honest, the media kind of snowstorm that I'm in is real chaotic. So there's lots going on in a really good way. But I just wanted to make sure I could give everything I could to to that and to sell in the show in the best way possible. But there's many things that I want to talk about from this experience. I don't know what's going on today. Okay, you hear me? Oh, there you are. I think, I think that one was me. <laughs> you can hear me, though? I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. I'm plugged into an Ethernet cable. No, I can I hear that, you I, now, yeah. Did I, you I get that? that? Yeah, I, I heard a little bit of it. But <laughs> that that one was me. I don't know what's going on. It's the Wi-Fi. I hate Zoom. <laughs> it's, it's literally you've been killing me, the I'm Wi-Fi. So no, no, you're perfectly fine. Uh, what was I about to ask <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah have you um have you have you been getting like any um like kind of like it's been getting making like a lot of noise but have you been getting like um like more like uh job offers from acting because it's making a lot of noise even if it's negative or positive positive but it's, it's making a lot of noise like literally everywhere so have you been getting more like hey callbacks or like job offers like hey I, we want you to be part of this or not you know what i'm saying yeah no definitely it's i've been having a lot of really the industry is in a kind of a sticky spot at the moment isn't it because the writer's strike is going on in los angeles um but definitely i've been my name out there um but yeah as you say it's literally all over the world <laughs> which is so crazy i can't get my head around it um no yeah what's your thoughts about the writer's strike hear me be paid adequately for their work um you know we no one could have predicted with the rise of the internet and the streaming services and everything like sometimes it feels like everything's just like running away from us right uh, kind of keep up with that but you know enough is enough these people should be paid do you hear me i can <laughs> Okay, man, I don't know what's going on right now. It was going perfectly fine for like 20-something minutes now. It wants to be weird. It's just freaking <laughs> out, isn't it? What is no, going on? Uh, okay, cool. You can, you're you good. Okay. But no, uh, 
What? Yeah. Can you repeat that? I got to hear that one. <laughs> of course I can. Yeah, of course I can. I'm so sorry. So what I think of the writer's strike is I am in complete and total support. I think writers are an integral part of our industry. Without them, what do I say? <laughs> what do I, what do any of us say? No, really though. I, I think it's important that, you know, things have obviously escalated. There's the streaming services and, especially over over COVID, um, completely boomed. Um, and and I'm, I'm so pleased for them, you know, that that they have seen so much success. But the the result of that shouldn't be the neglect or the abuse even of the people that are creating that co- the content that they need to to be able to continue surviving and thriving. Like it's just not give the people what they need. We need them. Give them what they need. You know, um, I'm in complete support, and I think um, they have a lot of support here in the UK. Yeah, what do you think about the streaming services? Cause I feel like I feel like streaming as there's like nobody kind of knows what's going on, but like even like when you see music, like people are doing like billions of streams, but they don't make no money at all, which is kind of crazy <laughs> at all. I'd be like, how is that even possible? <laughs> and then like, and then like now with shows, it's like streaming, but like it doesn't seem like people are making much money as they should be. Like, so like, how do you feel like we should move forward with like streaming in general? I just, it, I, it's hard to say, but like, I don't understand the logistics of it um, deeply enough. I think to, to be able to probably offer anything that valuable with regards to like how we should move forward. But it feels like we just need to have like a good sit down and just be like, okay, this is where we are. This is where we need to be. How do we make that work collaboratively so that everybody benefits? Because it shouldn't just be like the companies benefiting and everybody else suffering and struggling, right? Um, it, this should we need we need an equitable industry because if it's equitable for one, it's equitable for all. Um, so I don't know if I know the best way forward, but I know that a, the conversation needs to be had, um, which is hopefully what's coming. You know, which hopefully is going to be the the product of this strike is that they're gonna be able to just sort it out and and figure out the best way forward for all of us um because it is it has just gone it has just boomed so crazily over the last few years and and it doesn't serve everybody and we've got to figure that out no yeah I agree because I just like I don't know what the math is for some of the math. <laughs> I don't know how this equals this. I don't know what's going on here. Like when people be like, oh, I did a billion streams and I didn't make much money by how? Like you did a billion. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. But um, speaking of like you're an actor, um, like what is, do you have like a, uh, like a dream role of yours that you really want to do? Is there like a couple like roles that you're like, man, I really want to do this in the future? Um, I mean, Cleopatra would have probably been the top of that list. Uh, so I feel very lucky already. Um, but I think I just want to keep telling really interesting, complex um, stories about flawed women, you know, just these these people that you you really like. And every actor just really wants the challenge of slipping into something, transforming into something that feels quite far from who they are um because you need to use yourself to get there but 
you want to you want to really have to like work to get into the mind of somebody and the roles that I've had to do thus far have been a, a lot of work in that regard um and I really love that about what I do like it's so exciting and it's so thrilling and um it's so gratifying when you achieve it so I just hope that I get to keep doing that um whoever they might be and in whatever kind of project I love drama but I'd like to do a bit of comedy as well that'd be fun is it like another woman that you would like to play? Um, I wouldn't mind having a go at Josephine Baker, actually. If I if I was gonna play a, a real another real historical figure, I actually did I was a background artist many years ago on a on a period drama and they I don't know why, because I wasn't playing Josephine Baker, but they they did my hair and makeup to make me look like Josephine Baker. And it's the first time I ever saw myself and I thought, oh my gosh, how amazing would it be to play a real human being that really lived who was biracial like that would be so cool 